to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I'm excited to welcome Monica. Monica is the owner and founder of Twisted Intimacy, which was born when she wanted to blend her knowledge of sexual health with body movement together into workshops and classes. Her goal for Twisted Intimacy is to share her knowledge and techniques about intimacy, love, and sensuality. When you attend a Twisted Intimacy event, you will learn to love yourself more. So you're going to get a little taste of that today. Uh, Monica, is a certified sexual health professional from Indiana University, a certified torque technician, which we got to talk about, and a certified 1.0 liquid motion instructor. Welcome, Monica. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. You know, I wish I wish we could, I guess we could do movement stuff like on this and maybe we'll <laughs> make people look at it uh, because obviously sex and intimacy is something that happens in the body. So this is a an essential intersection, but I would love to know a little bit about how you kind of got to this intersection for yourself. Like why, well, why is central movement important? Like tell me more. Okay. So I, I can't explain like the central movement part without explaining like how I even got here. So like a lot of us, you know, we think that we know everything in relationships or about relationships from movies, from what our parents say, family, all that stuff. Right. And then we get in um, long-term relationships yeah. and yeah, that my story starts there. So <laughs> yeah. Was, and it's not like that. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it's like, it wasn't a movie or anything like that. It was real life. And mm-hmm. When real life starts to happen, it's like yeah. you find yourself being lost in a five-year relationship and you're doing everything that you can to salvage the relationship. But having the knowledge that I know now, there were so many red flags from the beginning that I was mm-hmm. just like, I wish I I wish I had known more back then that I do now. Yeah. But now that I know better, it's like I, I move a lot better. So I got out of that five-year relationship. I, like I, I really had to end that because it w- would have kept going. <laughs> it's hard to walk away, especially yeah. if you don't know anything else or you're scared to that there's nothing else out there. Yeah. And that was my biggest fear. Because I was like, man, I got to do this all over again. It took me so long to get into this relationship. You know what I mean? So yes. um, I, I chose myself. and. I was already on a spiritual healing journey anyway. And this was really like, like icing on the cake when Mm -hmm. I ended this relationship, because as I started to learn more about myself, as I started to want to do more, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm in a much better place where I can love my body for real. Cause I was pole dancing and all of that stuff, but I, I, and I was doing it for me, mm-hmm. but as I started to get into other types of movement, because I was like, I got to get back in shape because I, I had moved from my pole studio. So mm-hmm. that's like the toughest thing, trying to find a new pole studio. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, let me try a different workout thing. So I tried uh, this one company called Swap. And this is actually um, a friend of mine um, yeah. and another friend of mine. I know both of them now, but, you know. Uh, they they own this company and it mixes hit workouts with yoga. Okay. Mm, okay. Me, I am a fire sign. I'm very fiery. I like fast movements. Like I said, I like pole dancing. I mm. like I like I play basketball. Yeah, but you're like you're probably I can imagine you're like the pole dancer that does the big click and the fall down and the hit. Like if you're if you like the fiery movements, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was me. That was me. That, that was, was me. your move. <laughs> that was me. So you know, I like that. And then. Uh, when we started doing more yoga, I was like, okay, with this yoga, <laughs> different poses that you can do. And these poses, and, and like with me, I, I've always, um, I've always been into like, like sexual things and things like that. But uh, uh, the other part of this, it was hard to talk to other people about sex just in general. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, you got your friends where, where you share stories, but sometimes I noticed that when it comes to talking about certain things, they didn't really want to talk about it mm-hmm. for real. Even like, at the pole studio. So you got people doing sensual movement, but they still don't want to talk about sex. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I got, I started attending more pure romance parties around this. Like all this was happening at once y'all. So Pure romance parties, um, which sells like intimate toys and things like that. Yeah. And, and for folks who don't know, it's kind of like, I don't even know how to describe like the old school, like someone comes to your door almost with like a suitcase full of stuff and they're like, here's how you use this. And, uh, you know, of course they want you to buy the stuff, but it can be really fun and educational and like demonstrates pleasure products. Yes, yes, yes. And it was, and I learned a lot and that's actually how I got my start. Um, Right now I'm no longer a pure romance consultant, but like they, they, I got so much information and they offered my sexual health certification for free. Mm. So I'm like, you know, uh, once free I joined, is good. Yeah. yeah, look, free is good. I So I joined that. And like I said, I was also doing, uh, starting to do yoga more, but mm. I started to notice different poses that you did with yoga. And I was like, you know what? I want to take private yoga classes now, but my goal, my whole goal mm-hmm. was to do a split on the dick. Like, oh, no. <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah, that was the goal. That was the goal. Like, I'm not gonna lie. That was the goal. And because just jumping ahead, I'm guessing you can do that now. We are almost there. We're almost there. We're, Dep- we are depends almost how there. depends how big it is, how long it is, because then that's how far down you gotta go, I guess. Listen, listen, it does depend on that. But that is the goal because I started to um again, like I said, I'm on the spiritual journey. I'm doing all of these things now. <laughs> getting this sexual health certification, doing all these things. And I was just like, okay, I was in class and um, we were doing something because we, we, like I said, we're working on splits, but um, oh, also I got side-eyed by my friend because she was like, you want to do what? I mean, I, I, we can open your hips. Like she, she didn't come out and say like, I can help you do a split on the dick, but she was like, I can <laughs> open your hips and things like that. fair enough so, um we were in some pose and i had just looked over at her and i slapped the floor like bam i i got an idea and so the idea of twisted intimacy came because i was just like what if i took all this information i learned about sexual health and blend it with what what they were doing with yoga mm-hmm. right and and turn into this big thing yeah and then from there started um uh, I like to twerk anyway. So I was like, okay, I can start twerking in this. And I started to realize when you're twerking and uh, moving your body, you're really opening up your hips and you're really learning how yeah. to move your hips. So I was like, okay, well, I'll incorporate this in, in the bedroom anyway. So mm-hmm. I might as well, yeah. you know, teach other people how to do it. So um, I ended up starting it without the certifications first. But then I was like, well, people trust you a little bit more when you are certified to do things. So I found uh, twerk technicians and that's a whole, that's a whole certification program you can do with Vertical Joe. Um, Joe does like so, so many other certifications, which I'm definitely going to be doing more of. And then from that, I also found Liquid Motion and with look, I love, I love, I love Liquid Motion because I have always seen the movements, but I never understood what it was called because nobody ever said it was. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. What is is that? Yeah. So liquid motion is is pretty much you're learning the fundamentals about moving your body and making connection. But it's coming from your pelvis. Like a lot of the movements are like the energy is coming from your pelvis. It's not just energy, though. It's like a literal movement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like any initiation, you're doing it with your pelvis, something as simple as bending forward. Mm -hmm. You're not just bending forward. You are literally tilting and tucking your hips to do that movement. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a whole thing. But just think that if you're making your body a lot more sensual and fluid when you start incorporating and thinking about your body like that. Got it. What they always say is that if you have a crack, you can shake your ass. So, <laughs> yes, that's the quote. <laughs> so, you know, it's not my quote, so don't quote me. On, okay, I, that's somebody's I, quote. Yeah, that 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 that's something I learned um while getting my twerk certification. Yeah, but it it also helps too, and it's encouraging because there is a move for everybody, and as long as you're wearing like certain types of material and clothing, any ass can shake. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people put two and two together, you know? 
Well, that that's, I think that brings me to a, a side question on this is like, I have a lot of clients and things who often say like, I don't know how to move or I don't know how to dance or I don't move sexily or whatever. Yeah. Obviously help them to take your classes, but like, do you believe that everyone can kind of learn to find their thing? Are there just some people who like, can't get it? Like, how do we help people start on their journey of finding their movement? Oh, good. This is a great question. Okay. So I do believe that everybody can find their sexy. They can be sensual they can move their bodies because yeah. believe it or not i was not born a dancer um notice how in the beginning i never said anything about being an actual dancer i said basketball and things of that nature um and even though pole dancing is a type of sensual dancing i yeah. still i still had like especially like when i was younger i still had people like you don't have any rhythm you can't do this you can't do that mm. i always had people like that but i noticed that when i started finding myself and started being comfortable just being who i am yeah i started to hey i started to realize a lot of people that were making fun of me couldn't dance them damn selves <laughs> <laughs> and the other part of it was that I did not, because with me, I'm very uh, technical. You have to really break things down and mm-hmm. I can copy what you're doing and then make it my own. That's how mm-hmm. I learned. Yeah. So once I started to learn that and learn how to do that, I'm like, that's all this was? That's that's all this was? But I had to- really So practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's practice, but you have to get comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's also to, um, to take it on, on a more spiritual basis. Yeah. My root, I had a lot of root chakra issues and your root chakra, sacral and solar plexus are all your lower chakras. And, and a lot, I had a lot of blockages there. Mm-hmm. And once I started doing a lot of these pelvis movements and really started engaging and learning to love my body and love myself and yeah. really know what I want, need and desire. That's when I can, like, if you look mm-hmm. on my, on my IG, all those moves that I'm doing yeah. and I got four to show y'all. It's unlocked. You know, like, yes. And it's amazing because I tell this story and some people still won't believe me. And I'm just like, no, I was, I was that person. I was Mm. the person that that didn't have any rhythm or anything like that. But now that I found my groove and I found my rhythm, that's what people see. And that's what radiates. And I think that's the beauty when it comes to sensual movement, because it's not just about sex. And even with my name and me naming uh, this business, Twisted Intimacy, Mm -hmm. So many side eyes I have received, but mm. it's because intimacy is not sex. Sex can be intimacy, right? Intimacy, the definition you you, should, you already know. The yeah, but it's worth repeating, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, intimacy te- technically means a closeness of familiarity, and because the, if you look at that textbook definition, it's just like, wait a second, sex is nowhere in here in, in the actual definition. Yeah. But society says intimacy is sex. So that's what we believe. Yeah. And so it sounds like your goal has now expanded from just, I want to do splits on a dick to how do I create even more intimacy with myself? Yes, <laughs> and then yes. also, and also splits on a dick later. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But, um, because again, um, with, with twisted intimacy in general, the way that I define intimacy, it takes to take it a step further is, mm-hmm. is being able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when you start realizing your own vulnerabilities and even what that means to you, because yeah. what I, I say is something that's vulnerable may not be vulnerable for you. Right. Right. And when you start looking at it that way and start getting on this journey, you'll start to notice that, wait a second, I I'm not sure what I want out of out of myself or out like out of life and my purpose. I don't, I'm not sure what I want from a partner or a friend or um, co-workers and things of that nature. Like it's real, you, the journey that I'm taking everybody on right now, I'm peeling back a lot of layers. I'm peeling back those layers of communication. I'm peeling back the layers of breaking what society has set and has told us from day, day zero about yeah. how our lives are supposed to go. And now that people can see that, wait a second, somebody out here just broke all this, all the standards of society mm-hmm. and she's happy. 
Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? I got to learn more. But this is, this is like research back too. I mean, movement, there's a, there's an old saying like move a muscle, change a thought. And so like, I know we're talking a lot about like movement and things, but there is a lot of just science and physiology behind this of like, when you move things, how you create energy and how it affects your nervous system. So like, this is, this is scientifically backed too, with like how movement changes our, our thoughts and our feelings about, about what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Cause I am a whole computer science major. So <laughs> yes. Okay. So you talk a lot about, uh, self-intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. t- I know you were talking about intimacy in general, but tell me more about how you kind of define self-intimacy and, and what that looks like in your practice. So with self-intimacy, this is really getting down to, again, what your vulnerabilities are, what your wants, needs, and desires actually are. Yeah. And what I mean by that is a lot of times what we want out of life is not truly what we want, it's what we're told we should want. And yes. <laughs> I know like for me, like I know I, I would like to be married. I know that I would like children. I'm not, I don't have any of that right now, but, and that's okay. Yeah. And, but I think with any of those things that I like what you're saying is kind of take a step back and not be like, why do I like that? But to be curious about where those desires come from, right? Like, is it because society said that those are the next steps for me? Or is that what my body is really asking for? Well, I know for me, I don't don't know if this has happened to you. I know for me, I, I felt that my a lot of a lot of um family and friends like they're getting married or they're asking oh yeah where's your uh, mm-hmm. who are you dating oh my god the amount of weddings I've been to this fucking summer <laughs> look listen I've been in a good five or six weddings it's one of those things where it's like the I started to feel that pressure yeah. and um it got to a point I know for me especially when I was in that relationship I was like am I really next like what's what's going on here? Because I actually yeah. had a whole timeline. I had my whole life planned out. <laughs> you had your your computer science timeline. It's yeah. in your spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had I had this planned out. I said by twenty five, um, uh, I'll be in a relationship. By twenty eight, we'll be engaged, and and like by twenty nine, we'll be married, and by thirty, I will have kids. That's mm-hmm. what I said. Um, that didn't happen, and I'm glad that it didn't happen because I was going. I was. I was going by a standard that I, even though I said it myself, yeah, it's because of the pressures about around every everybody and and around me to want to have the, these things and yeah. to lead. Pretty much, it's to lead to children. I've I've noticed that because now I'm getting asked, "Oh, so when you get, when you having kids?" And it's mm-hmm. just like, wait, for for me, I'm a little bit more traditional. I would like to be married before I have children. So it's kind of odd that these 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 people that have, you know, embedded in me that, yeah. you know, don't have kids at wedlock is it's pretty much telling me, like, go have a baby tomorrow. And it's mm-hmm. like I I had to really do a lot of that inner work, mm-hmm. like to really figure out, like, you know, do I want to be married? Do I want kids? The answer is yes. Yeah. But I've taken out that fear that people put on you about having kids and being married later on life is going to be the worst thing in the world. And it's not. And going back to self-intimacy, figuring things out like that, asking yourself the tough questions too, like, you know, what is something that I do that negatively impacts me where I can also negatively impact other people too, um, unknowingly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, that's the big, like when you have that big mirror (laughs) up against you and, you're starting to do that shadow work. It it again, it changes everything. But two, I know as I was changing and my thought patterns were, were becoming a lot different than they used to be, that's when I really started to be more in flow. I start I, I was able to really move my body and just move my hips and be able to get into a place where I just felt confident doing whatever I want. It's not just about movement. Mm. And that's what I tried to make what I teach about. I try to give people different ways to move. You have the more fiery way with twisted sensuality. Yeah. And a lot of twerking in that. You have liquid motion where it's more fluid and I slow it down. And you know, we're we're really getting into the nitty-gritty and your abs are gonna feel it the next day, but it's gonna feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I have a couple of more classes where I sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. We make our self-care plans. 
We make ourselves intimacy plans because also too, tying in that sexual health. I am such a proponent of learning about our, especially vulvas, like yeah. learning about vulvas in, in general. I think when it comes to penises, it's, there's information out there and I think there is still more to learn. Yeah. There's more, there's more myths uh, that people don't know about the vulva. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like the vulva, like I, I, I love teaching about the vulva because the vulva I didn't even know it was called a vulva. I was just saying vagina. Yeah, most people don't. And and if if you're tuning in for the first time, you've probably, you know, maybe heard this before if you have listened for a long time, but vulva is the entire kind of area. That's the the lips, the labia, uh, Mm -hmm. the kind of whole like pubic region. The vagina is just the opening. And so again, the reason we don't call it that is because you wouldn't call your face your mouth. And it kind of minimizes it to just this thing where people can go in and out of, as opposed to all the other landscapes that is sometimes more pleasurable right right and I'm and I'm I'm so thankful that I learned and was able to understand especially my vulva because I think if if you are a person with a vulva you have to understand it Mm -hmm. and making connections with it I took a whole thing um called period reboot with Cassandra Wilder I don't know if you've heard of her I haven't I'll send you her information okay period reboot yes when I say after I've, I've taken that course, I, um, my whole understanding of why I have hormonal acne since I was, what, 12, 10 or 12, like understanding what my body is doing, understanding the importance of ovulation, understanding seed cycling is a, is a good fix. Not, not the one, uh, you know, can't fix Seems everything. like essential things that uh, people should know who have their periods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even uh, the harmful effects of birth control. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm a person where I'm like, I, I am kind of anti birth control in most cases. I know with some people, they have to be on it for whatever medical purposes. But in general, like you, I didn't know you could track when you get pregnant. It's like, I knew you could track when you get pregnant, but I did not realize you can track to the T when you ovulate. And it's important to track when you ovulate because you only ovulate for less than 24 hours. I did not know that uh, before. all. Well, let me rephrase before all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did not know that. Yeah. Like I, you know, because we're told that, well, you always got to wear protection because you can get pregnant at any moment, you know. Yeah. And not that way at all. And that's the type of knowledge that I want to share. Mm-hmm. So like everything that I teach, everything that I'm doing right now. I'm literally taking people on the journey with me. Yeah. Because I think it's a little different when you're sitting in a classroom versus being at home or being wherever you learn at. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> being able to just sit back and just listen to somebody that has gone through these experiences and can actually speak on different things instead of just giving you the textbook definition of things. Yeah. In some cases, that works. But for me, I'm always a person that, if I have not experienced it, I typically don't teach it unless I know for a fact how it works. I just haven't tried it yet. Okay. So if you're open to it, if folks are listening and they want to maybe start this movement self-intimacy journey a little bit, is mm-hmm. there a little movement exercise that you would maybe start us with or that you would be willing to to teach me and listeners in this moment to just like try on? All right, slutty scholars, take a quick breath with me. (sighs) When was the last time that you took an intentional breath? I know for me, sometimes I struggle with that. That's why I was so excited when I found out that the Calm app wants to partner with the show. I've been using the Calm app for years and it is part of my daily routine. If you go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com, C-O-M slash S and S, you'll get a special offer of 40% off of a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Calm is the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks or rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. I often talk on the podcast about creating a daily routine or ritual that is just for you. The Calm app helps me facilitate that time for myself. 
I like to start the day with Tamara doing a daily calm, and then I like to go to sleep listening to the French Whisperer's Myth of Atlantis or Kingdom of the Sky with Idris Elba. I notice that my day is much better when I do this and that my racing thoughts are quieted by the sleep stories. And I get better sleep than when I fall asleep watching a show, which is hard to do. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off of a Calm subscription at calm.com slash S and S. Go to C-A-L-M dot C-O-M, calm.com slash S and S for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash S and S. This episode is sponsored in part by Coral. In this episode, we talk a lot about self-intimacy, and our sponsor, Coral, is an easy-to-use, science-based app that improves your intimate life. Coral helps couples feel closer and communicate more effectively, and Coral also helps single people create deeper intimacy with themselves, which is so important. Visit mycoral.co slash S&S to download Coral and begin creating deeper intimacy with yourself and or your partner today. Coral has three amazing features. Connect, which is a secure encrypted chat space for couples, where Coral helps guide the conversation with prompts to build heat, connection, and communication skills. Next, they have guided audio exercises. Coral's guided audio exercises help you to explore your own and your partner's body in brand new ways, no matter how long you've been together. Coral also provides everything in this from short meditations to decreased performance anxiety to detailed how-tos. There's something for everybody. Then they have discussion forums where you can ask one of Coral's experts and science advisors anything, anytime, and connect with a supportive, like-minded community. Even before this collaboration with Coral, I would send clients to this app as a way to practice skills in between our sex therapy sessions. It is so important to take the time to practice these things. I cannot tell you that enough. I am a sex therapist. As you know, I'm in this field and I still need to flex these muscles with my partner all the time. And Coral really helps as a guide and accountability buddy for me. Visit mycoral.co slash S and S to download Coral and begin creating deeper intimacy with yourself and or your partner today. The link is also in the episode's description. That's mycoral.co slash S and S. M-Y-C-O-R-A-L dot co, C-O slash S and S and start using Coral today. The link is in the episode description. MyCoral dot C-O slash S and S. Now back to the episode. Boiler, Monica did lead me in a little exercise. If you would like to learn and join along, go check out the video on Instagram or feel free to listen along here next. What I want you to do is put your hands on your hips. Okay. Right. So a lot of people, they either stand at a neutral spine, which mm-hmm. I'm at right now, or they tend to tilt. Have you seen people walk like this with their booty out? Yeah, I do that sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do that. Uh, typically, uh, you do want to start uh, stay at a neutral spine, especially when you're walking. But okay. in this case, you're at a neutral spine, hands on your hips, your feet are um, hip distance apart. Okay. What you want to do is what I like, uh, what I call tilting and tucking of your pelvis. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you do both in twerking and you do it in liquid motion. So when you tilt your pelvis, your booty goes back like so. Mm-hmm. And then also too, your head goes back too. Um, but that's more that to connect it all that that's more of a, um, of a different movement. But when you're here, you want to tuck your uh, your pelvis, so pretty much pretend you're scooping water and just tuck it forward. And then you tilt it and tuck it. Tilt it and tuck it. Just like so. Tilt yeah. it and tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can start here, and then I'm going to um, face front. So when you're starting from the front, you know how you can rock your hips from side to side like so? Yeah. I can just tell how much like work you've done on this because like even when you face forward, like just your movement of like putting your hands on your <laughs> hips, I was like, this is a badass bitch. Like, you know, I could just feel I could like feel the power, you know what I mean? But but you know this is the power pose. Yeah. But so I see like, I feel it. Like I feel yeah. it through the computer. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's cool. I love that. Um so when you're doing it this way, so you're going from the left and the right. Left, right, left, right, left, right. We're going to actually go into a little bit of a twerk move. So you want to go to the left, then tuck, then right, then back. 
left, tuck, right, and you're going to go back into that tilt. Then left, then tuck it, right, and tilt it, and then you're going to smooth it out, like so. I think what I love about these kind of movements is it just brings energy and awareness to like the pelvis region. And something right. that I something that I do a little bit with clients is that a lot of times they're just not even paying attention or acknowledging that part of their body. Mm-hmm. And that could be because it's, you know, shameful or it's just they're not embodied or it feels uncomfortable or maybe there's mm-hmm. trauma and it hasn't been like a safe place to be. But I think often I'll just have people like practice different breaths to like breathe into their pelvis or even Mm -hmm. just moving, you know, even not in a non, not like dancing, just like putting and creating and noticing energy in that space just to Mm -hmm. be like, Oh my gosh, I'm alive here. (laughs) Or like I have some sensation here. And then sometimes I'll take it into like helping people figure out like what their yes is in their body. So like, how do they know when a movement feels good? And we usually Mm -hmm. have them pick something yeah, something in their life that they knew was like a hell yes. That could be like a good meal or a mm-hmm. fun event that they did. And it's like really getting in touch with like, what did that feel like in your body so that they know like what movements feel good. But like, even just with that little hip thing, like I feel the energy <laughs> in my, you know, like I notice mm-hmm. that I'm alive there. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's like the first step. It's like, oh, I exist. And this part of me is, I'm aware of it. Yeah. And kind of going back to something you just said, where people may feel shame. Thank you for doing that. I want to keep going, oh. but I'm also like oh. podcast, you know. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. But when it when it comes back to like knowing your body and having th- certain things happen, yeah. Like that's that is something because I'm not a therapist or or anything like that. But I know one thing that when I do start to notice things like that, and some people may feel a little bit awkward, like mm-hmm. I'll I will create certain types of um, alternative movements so people can find that movement. So like going back to what you were saying, just find whatever movement works for you. And then playing something like I like to, I I relate more to music. So whatever song um, experience, you know, Mm -hmm. and I notice like a lot of people start to open up. But what I do encourage is that people also um, seek a therapist that's can specifically um, help them in, in ways that I cannot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but I think both, both are important. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like, I actually had a client where I, uh, we were, we were doing one-on-one sessions and which was very new for me. Cause I was just like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this or not. You know, you know, you ever get those, like, I don't know, I'll, I'll give this a shot. Oh, Cause yeah. she was admitted by a friend. Yeah. Yeah. She was also just that, that imposter syndrome kind of thing, or yeah, just a little yeah. bit, just a little bit. But she was also she also had a therapist and a counselor too. So mm-hmm. it was actually good that you know we we were able to combine things because by the end I was just like the way she radiated, like yeah, it, I saw the difference, mm-hmm. and I was uh, it really made me happy. So. That, that's definitely something I, um, I'm looking forward to um, continuing with others as well. Yeah. But I, I like I like to be a person where I can point you into another resource and we use the resources together in a way where it's like, OK, I can give you this. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, you might want to unpack that, you know, with somebody else. Yeah. How do you feel like this has changed your life and your life experience? I will say that not only, like I said, everybody's on this journey with me. So there's yeah. more to come. I mean, we're all, we're all still on it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I feel like if I were to talk to myself back in 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. and look at where I am now, I would have, ne- I really wouldn't have thought I would be here. Yeah. But I'm thankful to be here because what one of my mentors told me is that you don't find your purpose. You kind of stumble into your purpose, you know, Mm. and I know the feeling that I get when I do talk about these things and when because I have invested a lot into this. There's I've just bought 30 books, 30 and there's more to come, I'm pretty sure. But 
I bought all these books because I just want to know more. If not for myself, maybe something in the book that was covered in a course, they overlook something else. So I, like, for me, I'm like, okay, let me go back for my own interpretation and things yeah. like that. So it's, it's really changed my, my whole approach as to where I want, where I see myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I said, I was, I'm a computer, a computer person. I am somebody that like, I have another business and I, you know, I've, you know, I just, thought that that was going to be it. And having this, it's just like, no, I can, I can really go out here and change some lives, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can really spread a positive message and be able to be there for other, other people because I don't just teach women and, and I'm getting more into uh, couples and. Choo-choo. We're on the train. We're on the journey, baby. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. And where you warned me. Too. You warned me. <laughs> but um, and kind of lost my train of thought. But ha ha. Yeah, look. <laughs> but I, I'm at a place now where it's like I really know my purpose. I really, yeah. really know where I want to go, and I and I know that what I'm doing is not wrong. What I'm what I'm talking about, I'm not. I don't feel out of place now. Like a lot of the things that I thought I was the only one to experience, other people come out and say, "Oh yeah, I experienced that too." Mm-hmm. And some of them, I, like I I've been friends with for a while, and and they'll they'll say something. I'm just like. Bro, what, bro, you tell me. You could have told me. We could have talked about this. Yeah, but I'm able to be in this space and have people share their stories and have people really open up to see what their bodies can and can't do. Yeah, they, they can't how, do. How have you noticed that people start opening up once they start moving their body? It's a, it's, a, it's like night and day. Yeah. So, because I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of a lot of as listeners might know a lot of like somatic types of therapy, which means like therapy involving your body. And so when we incorporate the body, like a lot of shit gets unleashed. And so I wonder what you've seen maybe as people are just even moving their body, moving their pelvis, like what, what changes, what comes out? Some people, they, they either will, like when they first start, they may feel uncomfortable there. They don't want even want to touch their bodies. Yeah. It's locked up. Yeah. and, And like, I, when I do my movements, I specifically say, touch from your crown all the way down. Oh, that rhymed. I like mm, that. <laughs> I thought that was already a slogan you had. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, I, I tell them to, to touch at the tippy top of their heads all the way down and to not skip anything and to figure out what you like about your body. And I really encourage mirror work. I know it's like really hard for a lot of people to do, but when you start to fall in love with what you see in the mirror, it's going to be a lot easier to move your body because I I know for me, I have to look in the mirror when I do certain things. So if I don't like what I see, I'm not going to be comfortable touching on my pelvis and moving my pelvis. Like I'm going to be very uncomfortable. So I, I encourage people to start looking in the mirror, but touching their bodies. Then when they come to at least like the second class, because by the end of the first class, I, I know as people open up, but the, by that second class, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm ready. I was doing the hip, hip thing. They call it the hip thing. Yeah. I was doing the hip thing and I feel really good. And I could tell when I don't do it and, and all of that. So I could feel the energy start to pick up a lot more. Mm-hmm. And again, that just let, you know, that's kind of like validation for me. I'm just like, okay, all right. Yeah. This is good. This is good. You're noticing your hips. You notice. You're noticing what your body can and can't do. Yeah. And I know for me, I always encourage others to just, you know, start at your own pace. If you can't touch the floor when you bend over, that's fine. Hold on to that wall and don't let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I give a lot of modifications and alternatives because I know what yeah. it's like to have bad knees and to you know, have, because my hips technically sit like this. And I did not know that until I was 28, Mm -hmm. 27 years old. Yeah. So it was too late to fix that. But 
you know, it's like certain things. So it's like, I understand I'm the queen of modifications. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah. Something I often invite clients to do is like, if they're struggling to do the crown all the way down kind of thing, I will invite them to find like one part of their body that is like neutral or pleasant. And if they're like, I hate my whole body. It's like, what about your pinky toe? (laughs) Like, what about your eyelash? What about this piece of hair? You know, like something that feels neutral that they can start even like the smallest movement with, even if it's like, I'm just rolling my, even if I'm just doing like little movements with the tips of my fingers, like Mm -hmm. something to start to show you that you can like move a little bit. I guess this could apply too for folks who can't move parts of their body, but to, if there is a part, even if it's just your eyeballs, um, to start with a small movement that maybe feels neutral and just see how you can start to build on that over time. Mm -hmm. And I end most of my classes saying, you know, try to, to find three things that you love about yourself. And if you can't find the physical things, find something else, uh, your person, find something within your personality. And if it, if it's still a struggle from then, that's when it's that's just, when you're like therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what it's like. You might want to unpack that more with yeah. somebody else because I know for me, especially when you start to really get in, in touch with your body, your body is going to start releasing a lot of experiences that you may have held down, like deep down inside. And it's just like, where that happened when I was four. What, what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When we start moving the body, you're like, I did not know that was fucking in there. And sometimes yeah, it yeah. comes out and smacks you in the face. It always does. Because what I also tell people too, like this journey is not easy. Yeah. It is not easy at all. There are going to be times where you're going to cry. There are going to be times where you may fit, you may really feel like no one really understands what you're going through. You may feel angry. You may feel really scared. But I've learned that when those emotions start to come out, because you are doing the work and it's not necessarily um, caused by a trigger or anything like that, that's when that that's when that healing really starts. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you're able to heal for real. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we put a Band-Aid on it and say, oh, well, that happened in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. But no, no, we tend to store a lot within our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talked about earlier, like the root chakra kind of opening up. Um, obviously, I think that can look different for everybody. But like, what were some things that you started doing and trying that sort of started to help unblock that part of your body? <sighs> oh, Um. <laughs> So I, I've had a bunch of uh, mentors (laughs) that have given me like various exercises to Mm do. And one thing I know that started to help me was getting Reiki, which made me want to become a Reiki healer as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first got Reiki, because I didn't like say, I, I think first Reiki session was in 2018. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about chakras or anything like that. My esthetician, Rebecca was just like, Hey, you know, you, um, can I do a Reiki session with you? And, mm-hmm. and you know, cause you know, when you're getting fit, your facials done, <laughs> you tend to talk about a lot, especially if you're comfortable with that person. Yeah. So we <laughs> they're were like, talking- they're, they're like therapists. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They really are. And, um, you know, so she, she encouraged me to get Reiki. And then, um, once I had that session, I think I cried. I, I think I cried because I was, go- I was about going, right. Through- yeah. Look, I was going through a lot, especially with my relationship and that root chakra is really Kate, um, catered towards like family and structure and, and stability and mm-hmm. things like that. And when that, that was blocked for me because I was, I was going through a lot of arguments I had all those things going on. Yeah. And I just noticed that if it wasn't one thing, it was another. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. It was really going like that for me for a while. Yeah. And after getting Reiki done, uh, speaking to other people and really, again, just working on myself and working on how I react to certain things, that's when a lot of the goodness came (laughs) and a lot of my situations got better, but I also had to come through a lot of realizations like, yeah, I need to get out of this relationship. Yeah. I may need to pull back my energy from helping because I'm I'm a big person. I help, I help a lot of people. And 
But it gets to a point where you help somebody or somebody's and you burn yourself out and your cup is now empty and no one is filling your cup because they think you're the strong one. Mm. And being the strong one is not is not a compliment like I thought it was. And because I experienced that, I told myself, I'm I'm going to put me first. Like, I cannot continue giving my energy out and just expecting it to randomly fill back up. Like, mm-hmm. no, you really cannot pour from empty cups. So when I started doing that work and, and figured out, like, what makes me happy? What do I like to do? Who do I like to be around? Like, a lot of things started to shift. I started to lose friends. I started to... Um, actually become closer with my family. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know if lose is the right word. If it felt like a good weeding out, you were like weeding out the ones that you didn't have the space for. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess you could say that, but, uh, and a lot of it came involuntarily, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, with my family, like I started to ask, ask certain questions. I think I was doing a challenge and I had to like, ask my mom certain things where before I was like, I don't want to ask my mom. This is my mom, (laughs) you know? But when I started asking her those questions, I was like, oh, wow. Because like some of the questions were like, um, what is your biggest accomplishment in life? And and like things like like that, because it can get really deep really quickly. Yeah. And yeah, so I started doing work like that. Um, I've, I'm a lot closer with my family because I was, like I said, I was, I, was, I was close. So it's not like we were dysfunctional or anything like that. But I noticed that there were certain conversations that I felt very uncomfortable having with my family. Yeah. Now, especially with this business, <laughs> has like, your family taken any of your classes? N- oh, my aunt has. I want to say no one. No, my aunt has. Um, my aunt has. Uh, my mom follows. It's like in one of my Facebook groups. Yeah. <laughs> and like my my nana. <laughs> my nana's funny because like I like because I was like, I'm not going to hide this because y'all are probably going to eventually see this anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like I told them, you know, like what this is and things like that. And I had to like reemphasize that like I'm not doing porn, y'all. Like I'm not because I, I modeled, <laughs> which like stuff. it sucks that you have to even emphasize that because yeah. if you were like fine, great, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm no shame to the porn stars, no shame. But that's something that I personally um, don't do with this business. Yeah, and I was just like I have to I had to really explain like what it is yeah. you're doing. Yeah, like I'm not doing this. Um, this is strictly educational. Yeah. And it it really it really is about helping others becoming more confident in ha- and comfortable having these conversations. Like I said, yeah. it's it can get uncomfortable, but I'm more comfortable having these conversations. And I um even <laughs> I even told my dad, and my dad just recently asked me like, um, what is this business again? <laughs> so you're like come me. give it a try <laughs> like but see that's what that's the thing i started to think about i was like if they took my classes with how will i feel and i'm like i just can't look at their names on the screen <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how it has to be yeah. yeah um but i i'm thankful that they are supportive of what i'm doing yeah i'm thankful of a lot of people that i did not didn't I even know that they were watching me in that way? They're like, yeah, see, you're doing your thing and doing all the dance moves and yeah. things like that. And I'm just like, I'm like, I laugh when they say, when like certain people say that. Cause I'm just like, yeah, mm, let's just stick with dance moves. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> read the whole caption, like, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been, a, I will say it's been a journey, but I'm, I'm thankful for this journey. Cause like I said, it's, it's helping me to have the uncomfortable conversations and make them comfortable and make them normal because society, like even with our names, they're just like, "Mm, these trashy, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, no, 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 no. The information that's here, everybody needs to know this because if everybody knew this, this world would be a much happier place. Mm. 
just saying. <laughs> well, I am so grateful that you have stopped here on your journey, not stopped here, but like stopped along the way to share this with us. Um, I feel like we have so much more we could do and dance about and talk about, but I want people to check out your classes and now yeah, not just like listen to our words, but get in their bodies. So like, how can people join your movement and all the things that you're doing? Yeah. So you can follow me on IG at twisted underscore intimacy. You can follow me on Facebook at twisted intimacy and you can book a class at twistedintimacy.com. Uh, my classes are very affordable, especially the way that I have them now. Like jump on that because I'm I'm the type of person that I am sharing my experiences with everybody. And I'm also giving you the tools and not just like giving you that, oh yeah, I did this workout plan or, oh, I read this book or I have this toy and book. No, 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 no. Like you, there, there is, there is a lot that I like to share and I like to give out and things like that. So I'm giving that to my students as well. So you can sign up. It's, it's, do it it's fun (laughs) we have fun we have fun and you're going to really notice a difference within yourself once you experience the different types of classes because I actually have two more coming out next month and I'm very excited about those because they're I'm taking the my intimacy journey back kind of back to the basis like so whole splitting on the dicks but um, (laughs) back to basics yeah Yeah, a little bit back to basics Um, tackling it from a different angle so that, you know, more people can actually join in and, um, and to incorporate men on this journey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been that, that whole aspect has been a little bit of a journey for me Yeah, and navigating this space because I don't know about you, but when it comes to what we do, some people think that they can come at you a certain type of way and be very inappropriate. So, yes. Now I figured out the best way to incorporate men and I'm very, very excited. Oh, what's the, what's the best way? So it's uh, one of my classes. I'm designating this one for couples, but it's not just for couples. It's going to be open to everyone that's over the age, age of 21. And you, like I said, you don't have to have a partner, but I will cover what I would like to share with men and yeah. those identify as men. Yeah, because like you said, this doesn't have to be sex. This is intimacy. Yeah. And unfortunately, when we're moving our bodies that way, like you said, sometimes people think that's an invitation as opposed to I'm doing this movement for me. If I decide to share it with you, then I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of people can benefit from moving their hips, but knowing how the body really works and how mm-hmm. it can't work with another person. So. Yeah. And I've also had a couple of men actually ask me like, Hey, I want to join. I want to join. I want to learn. And I'm just like, but also like, I'm sure the sex, your sex has gotten better since you've done this. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause you get, you know yourself more, you know what you like. You're yeah. Yeah, Okay. So definitely check out the classes. Um, this will be out when that is happening. So thank you so much for joining again, listeners. If you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram at sluts and scholars on Twitter at slut scholars. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out those advertiser discounts and twisted intimacy.